Hey everybody, it's Hatton. As we have told you countless times over the last month, we are restarting our Patreon at patreon.com slash something something cast. If you would like to hear the sort of uh, preamble episode stuff you can get, we are offering this very episode over on the Patreon for free with about 10 minutes of us jawing about um, what we will jaw about before episodes, if that makes sense. Anyway, if you have no interest in that, why don't we get right to the end in Humans Edition? Art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. They say it's not about the destination, but the journey. And while every story has a beginning, we're here to talk about the end. Hey everybody, it is Podcast Rob. James Hatton. And it is time for another fun-filled episode of... The end. Was it? <laughs> I mean, I don't have a meh sound meh. effect on the soundboard. If you're so, wondering, uh, if you're wondering uh, why my voice sounds extra silky and sultry, after three years, I have finally caught the COVIDs. Uh, and we should all just we should all just kind of we should all throw. PCR, just a, a, an extra ounce of sympathy and love because it's not just after three years. It's after three years, and he was just about to go on vacation. Yeah, it's literally the day before we were supposed to drive down to Maryland and meet friends from New Hampshire uh, for my friend theme song Chris's birthday. Uh, his birthday weekend is this weekend. So if you end up listening to this episode, theme song Chris, happy belated. Um, but yeah, we usually go to the Maryland Renaissance Festival. Uh, in the fall, and we hadn't in the past three years for various reasons. And I had texted his wife right after the test came back positive, and she texted me back in all capital letters, and this is why I don't get excited for things anymore. <laughs> this is why the world is a dumpster fire of hate. And exactly. So, but uh, I have nothing else to do since I had scheduled a week off from vacation. So I spent 30 hours binging uh, the new season of Stranger Things. I can catch up on Sandman and the new Iron Chef now because I reactivated my Netflix for a month. Uh, and then I'll cancel it again. Fair enough. But we're not here to talk about any of that. Nope, we are not. But I will say one more thing is that this uh, episode is the pr- uh, first time that Rob and I have pre-recorded. Uh, we are going to be putting this episode up on the Patreon for free. For people to just kind of give a look at and give a listen to and see if this is the sort of extra bullshit that they want to hear. But now we are going to get into the real episode stuff. I just wanted you to know there's about 10 more minutes of material over on Patreon. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cool. We're talking about Inhumans. We are. So that was the episode, folks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Good luck. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, okay, so yeah. Inhumans, the episode is, and finally, Black Bolt. Episode 8, I believe it was? Uh, yeah. Episode yeah. 8 of the 8-episode-long series. Not even season, really, because they canned it. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I understand why. I, I and I'm, Look, it wasn't a horrible show. I'm, I actually watched it going, it really was just like a lost cast reunion. It was just meh. 
the finale. Big to do. It, I, I was like expecting a lot and I got that. And it's, I have a problem with the Inhumans. Do you read the Inhumans? I don't. Have you ever read any of the Inhumans comics? Nope. Even when I was doing uh, comic book collecting, I was never really into the Inhumans. Okay. Now, I, before I, you before you dig into this, there were only two yeah. people that I recognized from Lost. Uh, there was there was more. I thought in the in just the finale because Henry Ian Cusack uh, right, is in there as Declan just for like three minutes. You're right. You're right. And you want to know when I see him? I I'm now like ah. Ah, brother. Exactly. Rory Penny's boat. Exactly. <laughs> so he's just, now it's lost. Yep. <laughs> I've imprinted him. It is lost. He got flung across the room and killed, and I was just like, I why'd you do me like that, brother? <laughs> what about Penny's boat? Yeah, it was him, and it was... Uh... Ken Leong. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who I've come to learn in years gone by, as I've seen him in more things, he should fire his agent. Okay. He is in so many bad things. I don't know if he's a good actor. I don't, I'm sure he's a nice person. He chooses projects that will fail. Uh, He was also in the M. Night Shyamalan movie that we have not discussed yet, Old. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And his script is repeating his name repeatedly. He just kind of looks at people and goes, I'm Jaren hysterical but to inhumans um i there's a period of marvel comics where i did read inhuman stuff and it's because it was uh, a storyline with quicksilver who had gone to the inhumans and it almost honestly and he was trying to steal the terrigen mists because the mutants had lost their powers and (laughs) Um, exactly to which, watching this, those are the beats that this season gave me. Like, oh, they're trying to steal the stereo to miss and the Inhumans got to go to Earth. I am not sure if there's any other plot related to the Inhumans. Because my two experiences with them, and I've seen them occasionally in Marvel-y things, in other comics and whatnot. It's always like, hey... We were born on the moon. We were here on Earth first. We used Terrigen Mists to get superpowers. They don't make sense. Don't try and fucking figure it out. That's all we got. Oh, and Black Bolt can't talk. That's all we got. Yeah. Everything. And watching this, they uh, have Terrigen Mists. They gave them their powers. They don't make sense. Like, I understand why it only lasted a season. I, I seem to believe the Inhumans only have one season of plot. In 80 years of comics. So my take on the Inhumans overall, because I watched all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I believe the Inhumans were brought into the MCU to cover the whole mutant thing. Uh, because Makes they, sense. They, because they couldn't use mutants. Um, the Terrigen Mists were a great out for them because like you said they don't need to make sense you know what i mean it's uh why can this olympic bodybuilder turn himself into a pile of feathers (laughs) terrigen mists okay and everybody just like all right terrigen mists okay like it it literally has to make zero sense 
just love the idea. Oh my god, I'm just and he's like not a guy with feathers. He's not like a feather man. Nope. He's just a pile in the middle of the room. Terrigen. Everybody else is just finishing dinner. Terrigen mist. Um, and then the talks happen to purchase, uh, you know, this stuff from Fox and to get the X Men on board. It was like, oh, oh, we, we don't, we don't need these. We don't really have to do anything. What's human anymore? <laughs> all, right, all right, fair enough. Um. And the same thing, FYI, the same thing happened in the comics. Quick minor tangent. The comics was doing a whole bit where, like, everything's an inhuman now. The humans are mutants. The mutants are inhumans. Your chocolate's in my peanut butter. Everything. Because when Disney sets a directive for a movie series or TV series, they they, lead, they bleed into the comics. That's sure. the direction it goes nowadays. Sure. And well, it was, because, so- it was because they were just coming out with the new uh, Phoenix movie, Dark Phoenix movie. And, right, which was going to bomb. Right, but the comics didn't want to kind of help cross-pollinate or cross-promote a uh, a product that they didn't own. Right. So they were just like, well, fuck that. We're not going to lean into mutants at all. Mutants are... Wasn't there a series where, like, somehow all the mutants were, quote-unquote, dead? And uh, no- nothing was a mutant anymore? Yes, and now they've done that a couple times, but this one was very specifically, hey, Fox, fuck off. Exactly. Um, and now Net Diz owns the mutants. Man, Charles Xavier's in uh, in a Doctor Strange movie, and we got three cartoons coming, and what's an inhuman? Yeah, it's exactly. a pile of feathers over in the corner. Exactly. Featherman. Um, I did not watch the whole season. I've talked about watching it. Like I kept it was one of those of like, I'm gonna for the last four years. And like, yeah, maybe I'll throw it on in the background. And the costumes look really good because they look very close to the comic. And, and I didn't. And I'm okay with that. What about you? Did, I, did you watch any more than just this one episode? I had I had tried to watch uh, when it first came out. I watched the first episode. And I think what really kind of threw me off from the very beginning is you have a character called Medusa who basically has like prehensile hair. And in the first 15 minutes of the episode, she gets her head shaved. So it's like, all right. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then I just, like, I couldn't care about any of the characters in this show. So I didn't watch any more of it. And I'm going to tell you, I watched the last episode. And I know we had come up with a, with a couple of questions that we wanted to ask regarding the finales. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the whole se- season. The finale doesn't really make me want to go back and watch the rest of it because honestly, I don't know that there's any story beats that I didn't get from the season finale. Correct. Season the slash one- series finale, which I guess makes the series finale kind of positive because it didn't feel like there were any unanswered questions, but, but I don't know if that also makes it any better because I couldn't care less. Yeah. um, And I think, but therein, therein lies the problem because I don't think that end episode, I don't think there are any, there are any left questions. Correct. But I don't think there's any more questions to ask, which is a real problem. Like, what? Okay, so they went to Earth. Cool. So now we can see what 
the fish out of water story with a bunch of guys with superpowers. Well, they're just going to fall into the Marvel U and look like everybody else. Right. Um, I felt like I got the whole thing and I went, I'm 100% correct with you with Medusa as the sort of lingering one bit where like, oh, this is the one CGI bit. I was wondering whether they did well. Oh, well, she lost her hair. Don't get to see that funness. I wonder if Black Bolt will liquidate someone. Oh, he did. Cool. And it was Joel McHale. That's fun. Yeah. Um, And I will tell you, for all the people who are complaining about like She-Hulk CGI and stuff right now, <laughs> the Medusa CGI for like the 11 minutes she had her hair in this first in the first episode of the series was not good at all. Like, right. not good at all. I like that we are now finally in a world of CGI where you're like, oh, that's really good CGI. That's good CGI. And guys, come on, you're Disney. Right. Yeah. The other, let me see. I had one other point that sort of fell out of my face. Oh, I want to make a point about the way they look. Um, I, I think comics and movies do a admirable job in translating one to the other. Like it's not easy to take a comic book cartoon, bright colors, bright fanciness and make it look good on a movie. Something like Spider-Man should look stupid. And the movies have done an amazing job at making them look good. Um, I was expecting the Inhumans to look super, super cheesy because like Medusa wears a pink flowy curtain. Um, But Crystal, for example, looked exactly like the comic book. She was a, she was comic book character come to life for good or for ill. But I think she looked reasonably like a person and not like, Hey, we're trying to make a comic book character into a person. Right. Um, So I will say costuming, Look and style. The show was okay. CGI. Um, but for those who haven't seen it, the show is basically the Inhumans uh, are having a war of who is the leader of the Inhumans between Black Bolt and his brother Maximus. And at the end, the Inhumans go to Earth. Win or lose, it's Ewan Rion who plays Maximus, who is wonderful to see. He's great in Misfits. He's great in Game of Thrones. He's in this. Um, but that was the whole plot. And that I literally have read that comic three times. Yeah. It's almost like the Batman origin story at this point. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Every time we introduce an inhuman, we have to kind of talk about this. Um, Just to mention about the CGI again, real quick. This was the first time that IMAX had partnered with a uh, television program to help fund it. Uh, So IMAX paid basically for the first two episodes to be created, which allowed them to spend more money on this show for CGI than pretty much any other Disney slash Marvel based show up to this point. And even then with the, those kind of deep pockets the CGI for the first couple episodes were so poorly received that they went back into post and spent over another hundred thousand dollars just to try to make her hair look good. So maybe that's why they decided to have her head shaved. Save some budget. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, we can't keep fucking doing this every goddamn episode. Which speaks volumes about how the show did, because one would presume that would have become a meme. Bad CGI. Like, I, I've seen some of the She-Hulk commentary 
but I've also seen so many comic fans and people whom I respect about shows talk about how much they love the show. Janky CGI or not, it took years to get Mark Ruffalo to look like the Hulk. Right. You know, it's going to take a little while for them to catch up with with She-Hulk. Um, you don't see any memes about Inhumans. You don't see any jokes about her hair. You don't see any jokes about liquidizing Joel McHale. Like, the show came and went. It's a it's a blink in a cultural moment. And It'll it's be gone. ignored in the MCU. I'm going to say this. It is by far one of the most consistent shows that we have done a the end episode for. And I say that because I'm on IMDb. And if you look at the eight episodes and you look at the ratings for those eight episodes, it's 6.0, Like it was just very C plus its entire run. Like there was not one episode that stood out for anybody. Um, it started off with 3.75 million viewers and ended with 1.9 million viewers. It's not great. I mean, that's, that speaks to whatever was on before it. Right. Because it sounds like those, whatever that was probably had more, let's say four, you know, um, cause I don't know what current TV numbers look like. And some of them stayed cause cool. I like the Marvel stuff or oh, I've been interested in humans, but and by the end, most of them were like, eh, it's on. I just watched Urkel, fine. Or whatever was on before it, I don't know. <sighs> um, they Reading on the IMDb trivia, generally considered Marvel's biggest risk as the Inhumans weren't, weren't well-known or popular, as obviously the X-Men or the Avengers, which is why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spent an entire second and third season focusing on establishing the Inhumans. Um specifically the royal family which is basically all the inhumans i'm i am sad that the mcu tv universe has been relegated to history i think it's interesting that marvel hasn't focused on tv shows but the shows they've done good or bad they've come and gone and they don't really play any part other than promoting avengers when agents of shield that just started um DCU has great TV shows with big drama and big fun and won't even look at those shows when it comes to their cinematic universe. It's odd to me that these two things can't relate and they can't talk to each other. But now Disney Plus has finally started to like, oh, Daredevil may be in your MCU. Yeah, I was just just going to say, it's not that the Marvel TV stuff is relegated to history now. It's just not on regular TV anymore. Yeah, and it was just these ones while they were still sort of dancing and and finding their feet. Um, But I didn't think, I didn't, up until this past year, I didn't think our Netflix, uh, Bland Danny Rand with the hand, Luke Cage, and Daredevil were going to find their way into a Marvel movie. And they still may not, but we know that they're part of the MCU whole. Um, Well, I mean, they already have. They already have what? Found their way into a movie. What movie? Uh, Charlie Cox was in the most recent Spider-Man movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Sorry. I thought everybody knew that by now. 
I didn't. I, you want to know what? I've been waiting patiently to watch the most recent one to sit and watch it with the fam. I thought I we love... I thought we had talked about a clip of that on this show a couple months ago. We might have. You might have shown me the clip or I might have agreed with you. Well, they're they're sitting in. OK, so there's a clip where they're sitting in. I guess it's his apartment. Uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker's apartment. And whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Go ahead. <laughs> and they have uh, tra- they have Matt Murdock in there, and they go over all the stuff about what Spider Man is being accused of now that everybody knows he's Peter Parker. And, da, 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 da. and he goes, uh, and Charlie Cox goes, "You're going to need a really good lawyer." And as he says that, a brick gets thrown through the window, like you know, with an anti Spider Man note taped to it. And mm-hmm. like Matt Murdock, just no look, reaches out and catches it before it smashes Peter Parker in the face. Oh, brilliant. And Parker brilliant. goes, how did you do that? And he goes, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> so, yeah. So Daredevil, Matt Murdock has right. already made his his appearance in an MCU. Well, I'm a big stupid um, cock-a-doody head. I guess uh, not that that. And I guess that just begs another question. Are those Spider-Man movies MCU movies? Because they're now technically they are, like yeah. Spider-Man Sony movies, yeah. I would um, say now they are. But if you watch the more the most recent episode of She-Hulk, there might be a completely different answer for you to drool over. I'm not there yet. Um, okay. Which is why I'm not saying anything. And I know there's so many spoilers that like I've been real good about avoiding it. Hell, I avoided Daredevil's been in the last Spider-Man movie for 35 years, apparently. Yeah, there you go. Just a quick, I, when you were explaining that that story, all I heard was Daredevil says, you're going to need a really good lawyer. And it like family guy cut smashes into the into the court and he's wearing the Daredevil outfit. And he goes, damn it, I screwed it up again. Got it backwards. Shit. So, um, yeah, the Inhumans. I, overall, I, I think anybody who's interested in the Marvel U, this is a footnote in it. This is, I, I read the... The side Dragonlance book because I really like the I like has the Minotaur, but uh, it's not going to bear any mind on the main storyline of Voice and Hickman. To use a analogy we've used a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. Um, final opinion. I mean, I think for anybody listening to this episode, wondering if this was a good series or a good finale, <laughs> understanding that we are twenty five minutes into this episode. And have talked about the actual TV show in which this podcast episode is based for about six of those minutes. <laughs> that should probably be very telling. But you do get to see Joel McHale get liquefied. And that's fun. And to be so- fair, for anybody <clears throat> who did suffer through any of the Inhumans TV show... uh. It was a nice little Easter egg, in my opinion, to have uh, to see Anson Mount reprise that role in uh, Multiverse of Madness. I, you know what? I was going to go look up to see whether it was the same actor because I assumed it was. Um, because that is very cool that now he's the Black Bolt guy and he looks good for Black Bolt. You know, he fits the bit. Um, that is very, very cool. His outfit definitely looked better in Multiverse of Madness. More comic Eight, book realistic. Yeah. 100%. As far as re- I, I, I make finger quotes as I say comic book realistic. Yeah. Um, the giant it was CGI cool to dog see was him. good. Oh, yeah. Lockjaw was pretty cool. 
that that was probably the other half of the budget for that TV show. It the only problem with Lockjaw is that because of it was just all of a sudden there's a giant dog sitting in your living room. It kept making me think of all of those my some of my favorite old bad CGI uh, not CGI I'm sorry green screen small set horror movies like Night of the Lepus. Oh yeah yeah like. Like, oh, it's just a giant bun bun Food of the just gods. sitting right in, yep, exactly. like, and he's clearly far in the foreground because they're just matching footage. Yeah. The forced perspective. Yes, very much so. It's just a dog is sitting in next to the camera and they're like a mile away. Exactly. <laughs> it's what they did with, so Will, it's what they did with Will Ferrell and Elf. We're just going to have Will Ferrell sit three inches from the fucking camera and all the kids are going to be way over there. Um... Yeah, I mean, if I had to grade this, it would probably be a C. Like, it wasn't terrible, but again, it, it was just bland. It was it was generic store brand vanilla ice cream. Like, it wasn't even yep. really good vanilla ice cream. It was just boring, bland vanilla ice cream. Um, yeah, you, it you was put one it of, on your apple pie and go, oh, it's cold. Yeah. In my opinion, it was one of Marvel's very, very rare misses. Because they haven't had many, and I don't even consider Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a mess. No, I don't either. What about you folks out there? What did you think of the Inhumans? Are are you looking forward to other Inhumans Easter eggs in other MCU properties? Or have there been tons of them I don't know about? Or, uh, in fact, if there was one... Would you know? Where, Rob, can they find all the places to tell us how wrong we are? You can go to somethingcast.com. It is the repository of all things something with all of the buttons and widgets and doodads on which to find us on your various podcatchers of choice, your various social media presences of choice. And as of this recording, not that we had talked about it before, uh, there will also be a button up there for our Patreon. Ba-da-bam. $2 a month gets you all of our extra pre-show unedited stuff. And for those of you who want to spend $10 a month supporting our show so we can do bigger and better things for you, uh, you also get a say in what the episode topics are and a shout out when we bring them up. Go over to patreon.com slash something something cast for all of the relevant details. Yarp. And if you want to know what you're going to be getting for those $2, this episode is a prime example. It'll be there with a bunch of extra in the beginning. But that is not, uh, that is actually exactly what we're doing here. All right, I'm done. Everybody, thank you for listening. I'm James Hatton. I'm Podcast Rob. We'll see you guys on the moon. Later. Later.